Hey, I'm David Liggett with Data Center Hawk. I'm here with Steve Lim, Senior Vice President of Product and Marketing with NTT Global Data Centers, and we're talking about the data center industry next. Hey, I'm David Liggett with Data Center Hawk. Focus on cloud, location, data center industry trends, the dynamic market. Well, I'm David Liggett uh, with Data Center Hawk. I'm here with Steve Lim, Senior Vice President of Product and Marketing with NTT. Global Data Centers Division, and so Steve, thank you for hosting us. Happy to be here. Here, we are in Texas One. Uh, this is one of y'all's flagship facilities uh, here in the state of Texas and here in Dallas, and so we're, uh, we're really excited to be here. We have a great backdrop behind us, <laughs> uh, and so excited to get to sit down with you and talk about the industry and some of the really exciting things that are taking place right now uh, with your company. Uh, let's start briefly. You've been in the data center industry for uh, a long time, but tell everyone about your background and, and what led you to the current role that you're in today. <laughs> Where to begin? Uh, sure. Bit of a loaded question. Um, you know, I, I jokingly uh, have always told people it's, you know, I don't, and I think you probably feel the same way. None of us say, okay, let's get into the data center sure. business. Uh, we all seem to fall backwards into it. Uh, you know, I started in uh, 2010, 2011 uh, with Equinix, uh, you know, when they were on, on the way up, uh, which was such a fun adventure. I bet. Uh, watching the growth, uh, you know, from I think when I was there, we were 80 or 90 data centers, which is still a huge footprint. Yeah. Uh, and now I'm not even sure where they're at, yeah. you know, two or 300. Um, but, uh, you know, really cut my teeth and learned a lot about kind of the basics of, of the business there. Uh, and left in 2014, I believe, uh, with an opportunity to run marketing over at Vantage, uh, which at the time was, sure. uh, you know, one data center uh -huh. uh, in Santa Clara. And, uh, you know, we built that, that business from, from the ground up. Uh, you know, it had been languishing a bit and, and a new team came in and obviously we were able to really turn that around, uh, which was a really fun adventure, uh, a little scary at times, yeah. <laughs> trying to get that thing to go, yeah. uh, but, but ultimately a, a pretty successful adventure. And uh, and then joined Raging Wire about six seven months ago. Um, you know, obviously knew some of the team, but one of the things that, that's really exciting about about the business today and where we're going is is the NTT. Yeah. Uh, you know, Raging Wire has been around for for a number of years and has been actually part of the NTT family since uh, 2013. Uh -huh. Uh, but it's only in the last six, eight months that, that, that we've decided to bring it all together under one brand. And that's why it's, you know, we're, yeah. we're not Raging Wire anymore. Sure. I, I said I joined Raging Wire. I actually joined uh, NTT Global Data Centers. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that, that is bringing together uh, Raging Wire here in the U.S. Uh, and eShelter and Gyron in Europe, uh, NetMagic uh, in India, and some of the NTT comms businesses uh, in uh, in Asia, and so we are, are quickly becoming uh, one of the larger data center providers yeah. globally. Yeah. Um, and uh, how we put those pieces together uh, is is really what appealed to me with this role. Sure, uh, you know, to try and find that that uh, that new way of kind of telling a different story. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, it's not a ground up. It's it's you know bringing everyone together, and then how do we put uh, a singular business plan uh, together with what was five or six disparate companies yeah. uh, you know prior to that and it's a powerful story I think it illustrates at least for me you know the trend of how this business is really becoming a global um, business from a portfolio perspective from serving clients and and the expectations that 
large enterprises have on if, if you can provide this in this region, uh, my expectation is that you would provide it somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's going to be a lot of work, sure. but I think it's a, a fun, you know, it's going to be a really exciting proposition to get to that point exactly like you said. We need to have a strategic footprint. Uh, you know, we can no longer say, you know, we're operating in two markets or three yeah. markets. Uh, you know, we need to be operating in 20 markets yeah. and we need to be in those key markets, uh, you know, not just in the U.S., but globally. And then we need to make sure that we're offering a consistent experience, you know, so that when you come to me exactly like you said and say, look, I need to be in Hong Kong and I need to be in Frankfurt and I need to be in Virginia, uh, you can count on, you know, a provider to give that consistency regardless yeah. of those locations. Yeah. Well, you said you, you know, jumped in the industry in 2010. Uh, you obviously have, ex you know, different experience with uh, the work that you've done. What are some of the changes that you've seen? Obviously, that's, that's 10 years of seeing the market change. What are some of the impactful uh, trends and changes that you've seen really shape the industry over the last, you know, several years? There's a number of things. Sure. <laughs> you know, I think, I think the, you know, a couple of things that have been really interesting to watch. One, one is the evolution of uh, retail and wholesale yeah. and, and hyperscale. Um, I, I think in my mind, particularly over the last couple of years, there, there's a collapsing of uh, the difference in the variation uh, yeah. between those. Uh, it used to be very clean segments of, you know, if you're, uh, you know, sub 100 kW or sub 50 kW, if you're over a megawatt, and the service levels were different. I, I think today uh, the service level expectations uh, across all of those markets is, is becoming more consistent, meaning large customers are demanding more services yeah. uh, that are similar yeah. to more of a retail, regardless of the scale. Yeah. Um, and, and so that has created a bit of a shift in the market. Uh, I think, as everyone knows, we, we and others, you know, across the market have, have really gone after those big, big deals, the hyperscale yeah. deals, uh, you know, and I think that that will continue. But I do think that, that the retail component and the smaller deals um, are, are going to be more of a renewed focus again. I think mm -hmm. people took their eye off of that because they said, man, you know, taking down 10 megawatts at a time uh, is a great business. And it is, sure. uh, you know, but, but there's only so many of those yeah. deals out there and yep. you've got to figure out a way to serve that. So watching that evolution uh, has been interesting. It's had obviously impacts on pricing. Yeah. Uh, you know, it has had impacts on markets in general. Uh, you know, there have been markets that have been made or broken uh, based on, on where uh, some of those larger providers are going. Yeah. So, so that's been really interesting to watch. Certainly it's been fun to watch, uh, you know, a few of the companies that have just taken off like rockets yeah. um, and, uh, you know, have done really well, which has then brought in uh, a lot of the PE money behind it. Sure. So I think that's the other big trend is, you know, 10 years ago, how many providers were there, you know, in the market? Not many. A very yeah, small yeah. number. Yeah. Uh, you know, the number of providers now, uh, you know, I don't even know the count, but it's, it's a big number and there's been a lot of, uh, you know, new money coming into mm -hmm. the industry to chase that business. Mm -hmm. I, I think the next wave will be to see whether that's a consolidation or, sure. or how the market adjusts to having you know a much larger number of competitors. Yeah, you hit on so many good things. In fact, we were doing, <laughs> yesterday we did um, just a podcast on uh, 2020 and some of the different things that we think will take place. Uh, and one of, the, one of the things that we mentioned that, that actually we took away from some of the conferences that we've been at is you know, the data center user today is asking the data center operator to do more for them than they ever have before. Mm -hmm. And so it has really brought, you know, consolidations into, into play. 
uh, a lot of M&A activity and, and certainly the thought of you know, growing into that global brand. Um, so as a, this great question for you in the, from a product and marketing perspective. You mentioned you know, that, um, you know, that, that the NDT brand has really gone out after larger hyperscale opportunities mm -hmm. in markets across the world. Uh, you also have a strong relationship with enterprise users. How do you go about um, you know, building data center facilities and offering products and services to both of those groups because their uh, needs are different? Yeah, it's a good question. There's a couple things that, that we think about in that as we, as we go after the enterprise user or continue to, to maintain those relationships. Yep. Um, you know, I, I think one of the things that, that our challenge is or, or our focus is creating that consistency of services and talking to both audiences and figuring out where where is that common platform of services and not trying to uh, create completely different, unique experiences. I think that, you know, we talked about some of the trending. That's a big thing that, that I think is allowing more companies to be successful uh -huh. and serve different audiences. Because if you try and be, uh, you know, a different thing to every audience, it's really hard to manage. Sure. <laughs> you know, and so thankfully, the level of service that a lot of uh, our customers are looking for, whether they're, uh, you know, a 10 cabinet deal or, or a 5 or 10 megawatt deal, uh, is somewhat similar. Uh, and so we've tried to work on, uh, you know, building and designing buildings that can serve that yep. uh, in terms of the infrastructure. Uh, you know, do we have enough flexibility in the infrastructure to mm -hmm. adjust to that? Sure. Um, you know, the, the amenities and the services, the, ex the exterior services, I think, the, the extras, so to speak, mm -hmm. um, all the different levels of our customers love that. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and everyone will tell you it doesn't matter. Sure. Uh, but everyone really likes having, uh, you know, a building that they are happy to come to. Yeah. Um, and, you know, facilities that they can count on, services that they know that are consistent in terms of, you know, the electrical infrastructure and the cooling infrastructure and things like that. And so, so it hasn't been that hard um, to continue to serve both audiences, yeah. um, you know, knowing that there is such a, such a common platform across the two. Well, it leads us to this facility here, again, Texas One in Dallas. Uh, your team's made a significant investment here uh, and has plans to invest in the future. Mm -hmm. uh, talk about why this was an important uh, market in the region, in the U.S., to, uh, to invest in and, and why you all are excited about being in Dallas. Yeah, I think as you said, you know, when we think about the markets that we're in and need to be in, uh, you know, part of the overall strategy of NTT more broadly is what are the key markets, not just for the U.S., uh, but for our global partners. You know, we need to be able to serve all of our customers wherever they need to be, and, and there, that is, in our, in our strategy, primarily tier one markets. And so uh, when you think about the U.S., you know, there are, uh, you know, what are the three or four biggest yeah. markets? Uh, Texas is certainly in there. You know, so when we looked at Texas uh, in 2014, 2015, uh, you know, it was one of those tier one markets, you know, and, and what do we look at in those markets? It's all, it's about concentration of customers. Uh, it's about uh, fiber and connectivity. Obviously, it's a huge one, yeah. uh, and, and there's a lot of fiber running through this area. Uh, and, and a lot of our customers look at this as being one of those strategic locations. Yep. And so, um, you know, as we can see, it's it's a great facility. Uh, you know, and it, it's an exciting first step for us in this market. Uh, but as I said, it's also one of the key markets that we're looking at. And uh, as you know, we've got yeah. a number of new markets coming online uh, this year and next uh, as we build out that overall uh, strategy. Yeah, and let's take a second and talk about some of those because I know there's a number of places uh, in the market that you could grow, but mm -hmm. you'll, you'll have chosen to invest in markets like Silicon Valley, mm -hmm. uh, in Hillsborough, Oregon, which is a market that continues to grow. Talk about some of those areas and what made those attractive from an investment perspective. Yeah. Um, 
It's going to be an adventure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, we're doing a lot uh, all at once, uh, mm -hmm. which which is uh, you know part of the excitement you know across the team. But uh, as we talked about, with with Texas being one of those strategic locations that we're now in, uh, obviously we have our, our very large footprint out in Virginia, uh, in Ashburn. Uh, we're in currently in, in Sacramento, kind of adjacent in Silicon Valley, but but we are uh, today building in Santa Clara, in Silicon Valley. That's that's going to be uh, you know a really interesting building that we're working on uh, coming online later this year. Mm -hmm. We've made a strategic decision in Hillsboro, up in Oregon, uh, and that's a market I'm very excited about. Absolutely, I, I think it's yeah. going to be uh, you know although not one of the biggest markets sure. yet. I think there's a, a significant amount of uh, pent up demand yeah. for that, uh, and I think that's going to be a growing market. The other one that's that, that's interesting for us with with Hillsboro is the fact that the subsea cables Absolutely. are coming in, uh, and a number of those are NTT. Uh, so it's part of our family sure. as we bring those things together. Uh, the other strategic market that we're building in uh, currently is uh, up in Chicago, mm -hmm. which I think there's been some interesting shifts in Chicago as a market. Um, I think you know our, one of our predictions will see a resurgence uh, outside of that downtown corridor. Yeah, you, uh, you know, less of a retail play, yep. uh, but but uh, we're starting to see some traction there with with both customers and other providers who are looking at that market as well. So uh, if you look at that overall, uh, you know we're trying to build that platform of, of strategic locations yeah. and and. Those those aren't you know, the last ones that we'll be building. Absolutely. Uh, we have a few others that are already in the pipeline in, yeah. in, in early days. Uh, but uh, you know, overall, the idea is we need to be in all the key strategic yeah. markets in the US uh, to serve our customers here and to be able to offer those uh, access points to our customers globally. Yeah, and I think from my perspective and Data Center Hawk's standpoint, all you know, the markets that you mentioned uh, really make a lot of sense from a development standpoint. You know, Silicon Valley with some of the challenges to get supply online, so the fact that, that you all are pushing that forward makes a lot of sense. Uh, a market like Chicago, you know, you mentioned downtown, which really serves the financial firm's smaller opportunities from a latency perspective, content, but as you move out to the suburbs, scalable opportunities. And then, you know, Hillsborough, I, I was there three or four months ago, and, you know, that market is is really interesting. We've seen a lot of uh, users talk about that market. There's some things starting to happen, so the fact that you all are there makes a lot of sense as well. Yeah, it's, as I said before, I personally am very excited about yeah. that market. Um, you know, there's a lot of favorable elements to that market. We talked about the subsea cabling, you yep. know, in terms of connectivity and, and in some ways kind of a gateway uh, to the Asian markets. Uh, but there's also just some really favorable TCO for customers. There's uh, significant tax incentives on the data center business. Yeah. Uh, there's an enterprise zone program, uh, which creates some, some opportunities for us and for our customers from a growth perspective. Um, and, and just our facility overall, we have a campus design there uh, with uh, an old manufacturing plant that, mm -hmm. that we're refurbishing. Uh, so we've got a lot of runway uh, you sure. know, that will we'll deliver the first six megawatts uh, you know, in the first half of this year. Uh, but we've got capabilities to go to probably 144, potentially wow. more than that yeah. even, uh, depending on master campus design. So, so that market's an interesting one. I think the other thing that's really interesting when you think about uh, it, it's not becoming, our customers are not looking at I need to be in Silicon Valley, or I need to be in you know Reno or, right. or Phoenix or whatever. They're looking at kind of what's my West Coast strategy, mm -hmm. um, you know. And I think in your latest report, one of the things that, that is kind of proving out is we're seeing pricing across different markets uh, uh, collapse down to consistent numbers. So sure. it used to be if you're in Chicago, it's this number. If you're in Dallas, it's this number. We're starting to see those prices kind of be consistent across yeah. markets. And I think personally that the prediction of that is because customers are saying, okay. Okay, I need a West Coast strategy. Right. 
which market is the best. And and Hillsborough, given the, the low uh, TCO, yeah. uh, you know, access to you know uh, skilled workers yeah. uh, and proximity, it's easy to get to. Sure. Um, you know, you've probably been out to, to Quincy and Wenatchee, which yeah. are very low cost markets from a data center perspective, but but the access is not as easy. Yeah. You know, and and so when you look at Hillsborough, uh, we really think that we're going to only see significant growth. Uh, you know, the other thing to keep in mind is there's not a lot of capacity today. Yeah. Uh, you know, it so as, as we come online, I, I think, you know, and others, you know, I know Digital's building a yeah. uh, pretty big facility as well. Uh, you know, we think that absorption numbers are going to go up yeah. as those new new capacity comes online. Yeah, it certainly seems like that. So talk about Silicon Valley. You all, you know, have, are making a key investment in that market. Why is that an area that you all want to focus on? Yeah, so it's obviously it's a market I know well. Yeah. Uh, I spent a lot of time looking, looking at that market. Um, you know, for us, you know, there's a couple of things that are exciting. One, obviously, as we talked about, it, it's a strategic market. You have to be in that space sure. uh, to serve your customers with an overall platform. Um, what we're excited about is the, the first building that, that we're uh, working on now. Uh, obviously, we've broken ground uh, over the last three or four months, uh, come online later this year. Um, one of the design elements of that building that's unique is, is that we are leveraging a base isolation system, which okay. is a seismic uh, bracing system similar to what's being used in Tokyo. It is an NTT design that they're very excited to yeah. implement in there. Uh, and essentially what, it's what it does is, is uh, gives you stability in the building. Uh, so if there is a significant event, uh, you know, obviously the, the ground will move underneath as yeah. a separation from that. A very, very cool design. Yeah. Um, you know, it's been used in a couple of very uh, interesting applications. I knew the new Apple campus uh, is using oh, a similar base isolation yeah. system. Uh, and, uh, you know, we're excited to bring that to our customers uh, as a new opportunity, a new offering in Silicon yeah. Valley. Uh, and that is a probably just also the first part of what we're looking at in that space. Uh, you know, we know that that's a market where customers are going to want to be uh, mm -hmm. now and in the future. It's a very expensive market. It's a very difficult sure. market to build in. But it's strategic. Uh, very and, much yeah, so. Absolutely. Very much so. And, and that will, will be a big focus for us. And, and again, I'm excited uh, to see that building as yeah. that starts to come out of the ground and, and experience actually, uh, you know, the, the base isolation system. Yeah. So. I want to talk about hyperscale users for a minute mm -hmm. and at least some of the things that we've seen really impact the decision making for some of those larger requirements out there. You know, it seems like things like scalability, mm -hmm. uh, flexibility in multiple facets, uh, speed to market, yeah. uh, focus on renewable energy. Uh, it seems like those are very important to some of those larger requirements. Talk about that and just how you all are thinking of that from a portfolio standpoint. How do those things play into, you know, the global strategy that you've talked about here in the US and maybe across the portfolio as a whole? So a couple things. The hyperscalers are will continue to be a big part of our business. Um, you know, what I will say is it's not the pure part of our business. Mm -hmm. um, we will, in all of our facilities, maintain a component of retail and smaller mm -hmm. scale. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and part of that is, is to serve all of our customers. Yep. We talked about the focus on enterprise. Uh, but part of that is also just as, as the NTT uh, you know, entities all come together, part of the overarching uh, sales process or, you know, serving our customers from a full stack is offering that, that smaller data center capacity uh, to a large number of customers. And so as we build out all of our facilities, there will be a retail component and there will be a wholesale or a hyperscale yeah. component. 
Um, and, and that's a strategy that we will maintain going forward. Um, when you talk about the hyperscalers, they are very interesting, and, and I think you hit on all the things that they do care about. Uh, scalability is, is, yeah. is by far the biggest. Um, yeah. You know, they, they want to make sure that they have room to grow yeah. uh, with you and with others, particularly when they invest in, uh, you know, whether that's network nodes and things like that that are very expensive. They don't want to, uh, you know, strand, uh, you know, several million dollars worth of a sure. network node and then need to move somewhere else. Um, I think the other thing they're looking at is total economics. I think what's fascinating is there are certain markets that, that are more clearly uh, build markets uh, for some of the hyperscalers and some that are more of a buy market. And so uh, we're always trying to, to measure and figure yeah. out which are the right markets uh, you know, from that perspective. Um, the last one you touched on, which is sustainability and, and green power and green energy. Um, I predict over the next couple of years that's going to become a bigger and bigger yeah. and bigger conversation. I mean, we've already seen a lot of news uh, around that, and it's something we're uh, spending a lot of time looking at uh -huh. and thinking about. And, and we kind of have three ways or three areas that we focus on uh, from a sustainability perspective. You know, the first is is where are we acquiring the power, mm -hmm. and what are they doing? You know, our power providers uh, to offer green energy. Um, and across the different markets that we're in and building in, uh, we have varying levels of, of you know green power and sustainability. Most of them are really starting to move in that direction. Uh, you know, I know in Sacramento with SMUD, they're 100% green now, uh, which is, uh, you know, a great thing. I sure. believe we will have the same uh, in Hillsborough when mm -hmm. we come online there. Uh, and there are others that are not quite there, but we're still working with them. So that's kind of the first thing that we're always thinking about is the, the power that we acquire, how, how green is it, and what can we do yeah. with our providers, uh, you know, if there are options that are greener, we're always looking into those. The second, which is the one that I think we have the most, you know, obviously we do have the most control over, but uh, is, is one that I think people think less about, is just the efficiency of the data center. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, everyone talks about PUE, mm -hmm. uh, which is a good number to, to sure. keep an eye on, but it's only one component of that. Uh, but how many little things can you do across the data center uh, to create greater efficiencies? Mm -hmm. You know, the, the more we can push power directly into the rack and, and not have to use somewhere else, you know, obviously gives us not only a financial advantage, uh, but also also, it's it's you know it's the right thing to do, yeah. right? You know, yeah. we don't want to run you know kind of the dirty data center, yeah. so to speak. Uh, and so that's kind of the second thing that we're doing a lot on. And our operations teams are constantly looking for new ways to kind of improve the efficiency. The third is where can we generate our own power? Mm. Um, and this is the longer term vision and, and where we're going. Uh, and we've seen some of other providers who are already uh, you know investing in solar farms mm. and you know looking at true power generation. Uh, that is then dedicated back to the data center. And yeah. so I think that's where we're going to see the trends moving towards. Yep. Uh, but that's probably going to be, uh, you know, over time that others and, and us will, yeah. will move into that. Yeah, it's, it's been interesting to watch the short-term and long-term visions put together by companies. It, it certainly is, sustainability is certainly a focus, uh, you know, for individual companies uh, as well as the industry as a whole today, which is really exciting, you know, from at least my perspective that, you know, the industry realizes, hey, we've got to take some steps forward here yep. to make sure that we're set up long term yep. uh, to serve clients well, but also, you know, be, uh, you know, in, uh, responsible uh, citizens and, and businesses. So. Yeah, and it's, I think you said it well. We, you want to be good corporate citizens. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think we all have a desire to, to do the right thing. Yeah. Um, some of it is, is also being driven by external forces. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's yeah. getting harder to build uh, some yeah. of the pressure in certain markets, yeah. uh, you know, uh, particularly for data centers. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've seen more resistance in, in many markets than, than we have seen in the past. Yeah. And so being conscious of it from the outset is, is you know, <laughs> 
part of the way to na navigate that, yeah. but, but also it's, you know, as you said, it's, it's what I think everyone wants to do. Um, I will share from the NTT perspective, it's really fun uh, as well, because NTT more broadly, the limited uh, larger group, has a significant sustainability program, corporate social responsibility, um, has actually 19 initiatives, uh, which we won't go into yeah. each one of those today. <laughs> you know, obviously we focus in a few of those, but being a part of that overall and being part of a company that really has a strong focus on, okay, how do we become good corporate citizens uh, today and in the future is, is a really exciting thing to, to think about. And, and our team is certainly focused on how we build within that uh, specifically in the data center space. Yeah, and I think it's really encouraging just for the industry that we have companies uh, and, and the industry as a whole is focused on you know, the short-term vision, which you mentioned, and the long-term on how do we you know, maintain uh, a good uh, corporate citizen approach and really do the right thing for the environment and for companies that we work with. So. Yeah, and, and as an industry, we use a lot of power. Sure. So, so let's get it. That is true. Let's get smart about how we, you know, how we use that power. Yes, so you know, just in closing, you know, you all are in a very uh, unique position uh, and uh, for a number of reasons, but what do you get most excited about when you think about the next few years and, uh, and, and moving this brand forward? There's a lot to be excited about. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's, you know, ultimately it was one of the things that attracted me to this role in the company at this point in time. Uh, you know, we have the opportunity to build something. Um, yeah. It's going to be very challenging. Uh, as we talked about earlier, we're not building, uh, you know, a new brand. Uh, we're rebuilding, uh, you know, a, a story within an existing brand. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and that's going to be fun. It's going to be very challenging to bring together, uh, you know, five or six different companies globally yep. and get us all marching in the same direction. Uh, but those are the things that get me excited. I, I think, you know, in, in two years or three years, uh, I think it's going to be fun to sit down and talk about, okay, where are we at now? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, on paper, given the number of data centers, we are the third largest in the world. Uh, but we've got a lot of work to do sure. to make sure the world knows that, that we are here and, and what we stand for and what that identity is. And, and so from a marketing perspective and even from a product perspective, uh, you know, telling that story is going to be really fun over yeah. the next couple of years. Sure. Well, Steve, so. thanks for letting us be here. Thanks for you know, giving us the vision for what's coming in the future. <laughs> and uh, we're excited to get to see it happen. No, thank you.